What is happening, everyone? We are back Woo. from Happy our New break. Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. All, all, years years all those all years. Oh. Uh, Josh, why don't you tell us what we're smoking here since you have uh, so yeah. generously provided yeah, our cigars awesome, today. Thank you. Yeah, this is the uh, it's it's a by, good New Year's with this. It's by Foundation Cigars. It's the Tabernacle Broadleaf, uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, and the David Perfecto. Mm. Wait. Why? How is this a Connecticut broadleaf? I have no idea. Yeah, that's the darkest. <laughs> that's I wonder Maduro. if the broadleaf does. Like, if that's a. I wonder. I think so. I wonder I if CT so, yeah. doesn't stand for Connecticut. That's true. Mm. That's true. It's Charles Tanson. It's the David Perfecto by Foundation Cigars. There we they, go, dude. This is awesome, Josh. Delayed. Thank yeah. you. The label is great. This is the better, the beautiful. best New Year's I've ever been a part of. So thank you. Happy New Year's. <laughs> Happy New Year's. I'm gonna flip this table over. All right. So Floyd's summer. upset when people Never. say Happy New Year's versus years. Happy New Year. That's yeah, only one New Year. I guess. What if they're mm-hmm. saying like, it's almost like. Happy New Year's apostrophe S, like Happy New Year's life, Happy New Year's Day, like so New Year's Day. Uh huh. They could say so if it's New Year's Day. Yeah. If it's January first, you don't even bat an eye if somebody says. Oh no, I do. I do. Like saying New Year's Day, having the S is proper. Well, wouldn't that be that's what's happening? They're just dropping the day, and the implication is the possessive. That's why they're saying it. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, And by the way, really grammatical. By the way. Floyd might be the most mispronouncing fool I've ever met in my life. Usually just names. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a few other. Why do you have Why that torch high? nine yeah. inches yeah, high? That thing was crazy. Uh, what happening? So I just think that's kind of funny. New Year's. I need to borrow that, actually. Here. Uh, no, it won't light at all. That's great. Uh, what are your... So I actually... Uh, I, I don't. I I'm annoyed by the mis, the amount of mispronunciation in the world. Yeah, it it does kind of start to rub me the wrong way. I think it's funny. I don't think it's a big deal. I will rarely, if ever, correct someone. In fact, our meeting this morning no, said what's something the that I almost said. Time. When is when is it worth correcting someone? Uh, someone's name. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you're meeting them for the first time. Yeah. If if it's someone's wait, wait, name. Wait. Wait. Set it up. Who's who's correcting who like, in that scenario? Like, hey, hey this, this is, is Miguel yeah. Goodry. Yeah. You go. Oh, Floyd. It's Mike Gidry. It's funny. Is I actually had a moment with that with somebody, and they said someone's name wrong, and I just quietly whispered it to them. Well, that's. I yeah. corrected it that way. I said, "Hey, just so you know, their name is Miguel Goodry." You well, now you're specifying wrong. in the manner which you correct. I don't no, ask him. Trying no, to get that I, I actually think Joe has picked it's. He did it in the middle of the conversation. They were all standing there together. Mm-hmm. The person said the wrong name, and Joe went, hey. <laughs> and everybody's just staring at Joe like, and then dude, the, we're all standing here. Right. We heard you. I don't think that was the right time. And then the person I, the person I said it to you said, Miguel Gudry. Exactly. They just totally blew it <laughs> out of the water. So like, oh. yeah. uh, is there... Is there a time other than amongst friends when you want to bust each other's chops? Obviously, that's a great time to do it. But there's a time where you're like, ooh. No, that's a level of mm. comfort with people. Yeah. yeah. That is the most fun is when you haven't done that. Okay. And then you're like, am I there yet? And yeah. so you kind so of build into it. Yeah. And then you give it a whirl. And I love it when they're doesn't just work. like. It doesn't work. <laughs> no one likes being no. corrected. Yeah, it doesn't we, matter. We don't, we don't have that yet. But, you're like, I'm so sorry. But there is a time frame where it's too long. So like Bruno. Absolutely. Right? Bruno. I've known Bruno for four years. About three months ago, he told me that I'm pronouncing his first name wrong. 
I'm like, why would you wait? Well, uh, Bruno? No, Isidro. 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 Oh. It's Isidro. Oh, I just said Isidro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And I've always called him Isidro. <laughs> and it's Isidro. <laughs> why you never corrected me? That's, that's, first of all, Isidro. First of all, that's why I call him Bruno. I used to call him Asadado. <laughs> but that's not his name. Asadado. Isidro. <laughs> It's I, I, it's I was trying to think of another way to say it. Yeah. I was like, it's E.C. Drill. It's yeah, yeah. Isidro. Uh, Which, making you, the point back to right again. That, that is a, one, that's a small correction. Could have been done earlier. And after yeah. four years, is a little bit goofy. It was rude. Well, right. He's doing the there. thing that we should do, which is, he's determining whether or not you're worth it. Uh, okay, thanks, That's John. A good point. Is it worth correcting this guy? Well, right, four it, years. Is this, right. dude still, is this dude still going to be in well, my life? What's funny is I never call him that. Yeah, well, that's yeah, wrong, call him which brutal. is good. Uh, I I had somebody which was fun. Um, we were talking about some some whatever uh, soda, and I said something about aspartame, and they go, "It's a spar to me." They literally did. They literally. Well, that's the best feeling you ever. Said that. No, they didn't. It was in L.A. It that's was real. Not real. No, and they did it with that face. The side, like it's a Spartan. Well, I get it. I I can understand because they're like you don't see asparagus. Yeah. No, 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 no. But it's aspartame. But they, I've heard somebody say aspartame, like with yeah. the T. But I don't get the if you've never heard this pronounced mm. differently from a professional. Aspartame. If you read it. That's and pretend. you came up with your own pronunciation, yeah. and somebody else says it differently. I always go, "Oh, wait a minute, am I wrong?" Like, no. I would never be like, uh, "It's it's this way because I decided it was." I mean, yeah. he was he was in LA. LA. It's it was LA. it was real. It was one of those things, and I actually took pleasure in not correcting that person. I was like, "Oh." Thank you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. please continue to say this to everyone. Yes. Yes. That's your punishment. <laughs> this is your punishment. Is me where, not where is your uh, micro wave? Oh, I can't do it. That's too ridiculous. Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. I, I think there's just. It just. You're, you're almost like the only point of it is that to show that you're smart. You know what? So. <laughs> I want you to know I'm smart. I don't think it's always that. I think so. In the Isidro scenario? So the names is one. Names, you should be corrected on names. A lot of times I will, I'll correct my boys because I, and I've. No, no, that's, that's parenting. Just, yeah, that's parenting. <laughs> that's I, good. I've also discovered that there's a lot of people who learned, like my boys are like this. They, they learn the word because they read it somewhere. For sure. Or heard it. So they're mispronouncing it. Hermione and so, in Harry Potter, when, when the first Harry Potter came out, oh, and her yeah, name was yeah. Hermione, yeah. You, you're, there was an oral gas you're never gonna get like, hermione <gasps> that from, girl like yeah, yeah. what yeah <laughs> all americans are like it's not hermione yeah but the and there are some people where i i know full well and again if i'm alone with that person and they say something a little bit goofy i don't mind being and it's like it yeah, is not to prove myself right it's like hey just because in the future but you're you, gonna feel dumb but you really do like looking at me side eye when someone does but, say something funny uh, and i do the same oh way. that's someone says we both do like yes do you oh. correct people if they're saying your name wrong no. It's funny you said, I thought that earlier, and I, I just realized, I'm like, sometimes I will. Brian, I've heard people call you Brian before. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's funny, because yeah. I just think it's great. Uh, it, there, there's the weirdest thing, and I don't even know what it, what it is, but there's something about the situation where I'm like, oh, now's the time to just correct them, to be yeah. like, oh, by the way, it's Ryan, not Brian. Yeah. And other times I'm like, I don't care. Like, no. He's, it's Steve. If sure, I'm whatever, never Steve. seeing you again. Like, what do I care that yeah. you're like, all right, see you later, There's Joel. There's something about that. All right. yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. called Joel a ton. Have you? Oh, yeah. There's like, all right, Joel, and it. I'm just like, I sure. See it. Sure. Uh, no problem. Your name, 
Lloyd. I'm sure you've gotten some Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, you got Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd a ton. I over text Fred. Maybe. I've probably called you a garden hoe like 37 times. hundred Because my thumb hits the H instead of the J, and yeah, it yes. doesn't correct it. Yes. And so it just. And I, I, don't I, don't I don't know why every time I chuckle, I'm like, hey, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's it does it with voice text too. Oh, does oh, it really? Yeah, 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 yeah voice text is better. Josh, you're not really getting mistaken for anything else. Oh, I a lot of times. What is it? People, do, their attention spans are short. Way to set this. Please go on. Like, no, no, Josh. I want to hear. Oh. Like, like, hi, I'm Josh. Like, hey, John, nice to meet you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I can get, see that. I okay. get John, Joe, and Joel. I get all the J names. I really felt like there were some Korean options coming in here. That's why Korean options happening here. My name is Josh. I, I have had. <laughs> I've had that happen. My name is Josh. Oh, come June. Here, man. What the heck? No. <laughs> There's a June. I really was waiting for some Korean stuff there. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know where this came from. Oh, New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. We should do, uh, we won't do it now because we're not prepared, but we should do a, a whole or a large portion at some point on egg corns. You ever heard the? Egg corn? Uh-huh. There is a giant, they're, they're called egg corns now. Not the actual nut, but it's because it's, it's the word they use to refer to the phenomena of somebody taking acorns. A lot of people think it's egg corns because they're actually shaped like eggs. They look like really? little like Yeah, yeah. So there's this huge demographic of people who think the word is actually egg corn. Mm. They've coined that term for all of the things that you miss here oh, or okay. that you miss okay. say. Oh, they, they call it an egg corn. Yeah. But they, they're called egg corns. Yeah, yeah. And so it's super interesting. And there's a video that I watched where the, the dude does the opening sequence. He probably says 50 in a sentence. Like he's just kind of doing the monologue to open yeah. the video. And he's saying them and you're like, and I'm, you know. I'm trying to figure out which ones And you're do. picking them out going, do I know all these? And there are a number of them. That you're like, oh, I totally, I was either wrong on yeah. that or I used to think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. I was just thinking Jesus swept. But it's now. that type of stuff. It's yeah. that type of stuff that is honestly famous. And there, there's stuff that, again, you'll hear that well, I think like, there was one or two that I did have wrong. I think that, I think it's amazing. I heard on TV the other day that someone said frustrating on oh. TV in like a, like a, like that the character wasn't trying to mm -hmm. like speak with lower intelligence. Yeah. I was just like, really? That Axe. one's a really hard. Axe is another one. Axe is of south ask. though. Yeah, Axe yeah, yeah. South. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a very uh, southern. Warsh what was the? Warsh 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 adding that's ours. People adding ours yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, what's the Rick and Morty one? He's like, take it for granted. For granted. Okay. For granted. No, no, no. So that's an acorn. That's on there too. Really? Take it for granted. Oh, because it's the whole granite? Like, oh, solidified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so we'll do that at some point. I'll have a whole list because that'll be interesting. There's a really there are a lot of those that are good. There, um, there's not like two or three. There's. Do you know what's funny is do you know that uh, desert island or uh, deserted deserted. island? Bo either both are true. I yes. looked it up. They're both true actually. But they're different. They're totally different. A desert island is different island. from a deserted but island. But those are like yeah. the, that's phrase words both ways, island. which is also different oh from a desert gosh, island. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Imagine yeah. being trapped on a desert island. That's just at every. Don't save me. It's at every buffet. I love every that. Every buffet has a desert island. I love that when the, the, the boat shows up to rescue you and you're 400 pounds lar larger <laughs> than you were when you got stranded. You need a bigger boat. <laughs> you know what's funny is oh, I I always struggle when I was like little. I always struggled with the dessert versus desert. I still do. My mom. Uh, she was a teacher. My mom. You told me this, and the, I forgot the it, right? lesson that works. 
Uh, dessert is twice as good as a desert. Yeah. Dessert has two S's and desert has one. And I was like, thank you, mom. Yeah. It is the only thing I've ever learned from my mom. Nice. Oh, he was doing so good. He was doing so my good. Mom's, my mom is actually too brilliant for her own good. I don't like it. She's yeah. too smart. So. On that note, welcome to You Won't Hate It, where we talk about life through the lens of pastors at the length of a cigar. I'm Josh. I am Ryan Tabernacle C.T. Bar- I can't even read the other word. Mm. I'm you say C.T. Barnum. C.T. Barnum and Bailey Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Iz Idro. Hmm. There you go. Uh, Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp. Hold on. Oh. Fantastic cigar. They're really good. Great. Dude, Josh, this yeah. is awesome. Thanks, Thank you, man. Josh. This is very Happy cool. New Year's. <laughs> uh, okay. By now, chances are, if you are watching this on the internet, you have heard every bit and too much of the Shannon Sharp, Cat Williams insanity that went on. As we're recording this, it was four days ago. They are in, I think they are the third most watched, most viewed podcast in history. Uh, at 33 million, and they got there in four days. So it's blown up. I'll give you the short, short version to launch into something else. We're not going to necessarily talk about them only. Uh, Cat Williams went on Shannon. Cat Williams is a, a stand-up comedian, very famous, been around forever. He's one of the old school uh, greats. He went on Shannon Sharp's podcast called <laughs> Club Shay Shay, mm-hmm. and he basically kind of pulled the curtain back on the industry of stand-up comedy and Hollywood, and he shared a bunch of craziness. One of the things that, that he said was that certain people had stolen other people's material. He basically bl- he called uh, Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey like thieves of, of material, and they stole a ton of material. Then they showed video clips of who they stole it from. It was very uh, interesting. Got me thinking, and I want to hear from you guys. Um, mm. In the stand-up world, Stealing somebody's material is the worst thing you can do. Like, coming up with a bad joke is not even that big of a deal. Stealing somebody else's material is the worst. Mm. How do you guys feel about two different things? A pastor downloading another sermon or buying another sermon. Mm. So they're not stealing it. They actually purchased it because there are Mm. sermons that you can buy there are people who write sermons Mm. that are meant to be sold to pastors so it's like it's not stealing they are they're purchasing it or using other people's material they hear a sermon and they just basically copy it and Mm. then say it's their own so how do you feel about that and then how do you feel about a pastor who actually blatantly does steal other people's material and calls it their own like doesn't attribute it, mm. uses somebody else's analogies and stories and illustrations mm. and makes it their own. How do you mm. guys feel about that? That's, I, a, that's a big loaded question. I immediately think of what my mom taught me. Desert and dessert. It's uh, two S's is dessert because it's twice as good. That's the, just, just brought me back to that moment. With it's you. weird, though. That was the, it, I, I wouldn't remember that. That was the clunkiest way <laughs> to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, tell what me. Do you guys like, think? By the way, I want to. Can we start with before we get to pastors yeah. preaching? The same idea. Josh, you sing other people's songs every Sunday. All I always time. think this. This is fascinating. Where yeah. like pastors, if they preach someone else's stuff, like how dare you? Yeah. Worship pastors, if you sing someone, someone else's, else's songs, stuff. like please. Yeah. But, it, please but is, do? That, is that how you 
actually feel, or no. do you see that as an interesting? I'm, I think of right now, like, I want to know how he feels about like the the act of okay as an original so song. You're saying, but the idea of yeah. singing other okay. people's songs yeah. on a Sunday morning. I do think it's weird. I think it's interesting how covers can be a successful career. D performing covers. I've never heard worship described that, but it's it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You're singing covers. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, Your team's and a cover band. Spent right now. a majority of my life, you know, singing covers. Mm -hmm. Successfully, yeah, that's and true. people most of oh, the time you're calling that success. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. very small pond. <laughs> and uh, uh, all the bistro people online right now are like, "What? <laughs> we love this guy." <laughs> and don't uh, forget us at Sequoia. We love him yeah. too. Or the people at the bistro are saying, "He stole my cover." <laughs> um, but the idea that and I think part of that is depending on the kind of artist you are. I want to. I want to put more originals Sounds like you out. said con artist you are, but go ahead. Yeah, the kind of artist you are. Con, uh, the con artist. artist. <laughs> the kind artist. Uh, that's an egg, egg corn. Um, so wait a minute. I do, I, I just, do you not see a difference in music versus material? I and totally it, do. For everybody. Oh, I totally do. do. Okay. Yeah. If, if an artist says, like, hey, this isn't for, uh, for public access or public domain, and even a lot of them are copyrighted, but that's why we pay a license. A absolutely. Um, it's it's recognizing the legalities of that. Yeah. Um, artistically, if someone says like, "Hey, I don't want you to sing my song," I'd be like, "All right, I'll respect that. All right, I'll sing it tonight." Yeah, I, I think I couldn't imagine it. anybody actually saying. I'll just write it that better. Be yeah. no. Amazing. I think part of the difference is is that I think it's expected or anticipated with musicians, but where like if Josh got up and sang a song, and took credit for writing it when he hadn't. Okay. That okay. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Now we're, that sense, now we're yeah. moving into the, the, the arena that I thought. The plagiarism. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Because they're, again, we license all the songs that we play. They get royalties, however that works. Yeah. Um, I was also going to ask, do you feel more or would you feel more respect for a worship pastor if he were singing all originals or she? Oh, wow. Would that be something different? Would you say, oh, man, that's the person really like. Depends how good the songs are. Okay. Right, so if, better, if, the others, if the songs you could sing are better from other people. Yeah. Just like if a pastor, you know, hopefully is writing his own sermons and it's not the best sermon, I will still respect them for following their call, but it's, I don't know if I'd respect them more. I think so he, here's what, oh wait, let's keep talking about it before I give Well, that leads, I mean, that, that ties into a rub for me. Like if you are, if you are, if you hold a preaching position, right, and you don't have a, I guess it wouldn't necessarily mean you don't have a preaching you gift. You might not have a writing gift, you right? You just don't have a preparation gift. So what but if you are a... We uh, have a preparation H gift. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's uh, holy. That's so a, one of the things with comedians is that some of them will say, uh, this person can't write a joke, but he's an incredible performer. Right, right. So he's an... Mm. Like, this guy writers, can guy. take material and just run with it. So and here's the reality. Most late night hosts' monologues are written by other people. Sure. Most, the majority. Sure. Yeah. Even fact, Joe Coy said he blamed his writers for the Golden Globe failure. He said it was the writers that had the. Bad oh, jokes. now I have to watch it. Was well, it that bad? I can't wait. It was one article, but it was they're giving them the business. The it was abysmal. It's funny, is the jokes that he was telling. He was making fun of how long Oppenheimer was. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it was delivered, but the concept is like, yeah, it was long. But, you know, you yeah. could have a funny concept and not do Joe well. Joe Coy, who actually has a decent career, uh, has, for the most part, if I take his whole body of work that I've seen, I'm like, he's fine. He, he's, I can see that he's humorous. He has a handful of bits that are laugh out loud, hysterically mm -hmm. funny, that I think he wrote. They're very 
clearly a part of his life. His, uh, like Filipino when, culture and stuff. Oh like that. my gosh. So good. He's got some stuff that slays. For the most part, I was shocked that he's the guy they picked for the Golden Globe. That's super like, weird to me. I hadn't heard that. He said mainly because, again, you went from Ricky Gervais, who is mm-hmm. genuinely oh. one of the top oh, ten comics God, in the world him. ever, to Joe Coy, which, what, 17 people have heard of Joe Coy? I was just surprised. I was yeah. like, what? He said he was writing the jokes on New Year's Eve. Really? So apparently he must have gotten the word last minute. And probably didn't test it, probably didn't go no. to club. I wonder who right was there. supposed to be there. I don't know. But yeah. it, was a, it was just so wait, interesting. He was writing the jokes on New Year's Eve, and then he blamed the we writers. He had writers, too. Yeah, he, said, yeah, he, he did, probably did both. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, wait. So, some people don't write. Some, they're, great, they're great comedians, but so they don't write the jokes. So, would you? Now it's personal. Don't, don't do, like, uh, like uh, uh, I guess it's not ethically. <laughs> don't do per- Personally, would you go to a church that you knew that pastor wasn't writing the sermons? He's open about it, let's say. He's like, look. I really struggle with writing. Maybe I don't have the time, but this dude is a great communicator. He slays it, takes other people's sermons, and delivers them, and everybody's like, that was the greatest thing ever, and he says it. Can I split it a little bit more? Just keep splitting it. Uh, What about illustrations, right? Okay, so So, I I said that too, but let's do 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 one at a time because I want to hear. Okay. Would I, you go to? You, you knew it. It was even. Is he openly saying it or? You absolutely. Just, he even known. starts yeah. the sermon with like, "Hey man, last week I was listening to, uh, what's a famous preacher? Uh, John I was, Piper. I, I was listening know. to John Piper. He preached the sermon. I loved it so much. I really want to share it with you guys." Then he goes into Immediately boo. I believe in I think it'd have to be multiple times. If I went just one service visiting. Uh, I'd probably be like the be like the name correction thing and be like, well, I'm not gonna. I'm only visiting one time. I'm every, not gonna correct him. Every one so of those sermons. Saying, every one of those sermons has illustrations. Is he telling those like the, for his from his perspective? Because uh, no, if he's downloading no. the sermon. So he, he actually said the illustrations. So if this guy is saying that he heard it somewhere else, he's even saying, man, and then. And his then Piper mom. used this illustration. Oh, Piper yeah. said his mom came home, and this okay. is what happened. He, he really is attributing it to he's giving full credit. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> this is horrible. I think and it. you're looking for a church, and you come in, and, and here's the deal. This dude can preach. Like, he's real good. And so you're, you're – He can tell other people's moved. stories like nobody can. But you're yeah. moved. You actually feel the Holy Spirit. You're like, that was really yeah, good. I wouldn't like it. I'd you leave. wouldn't like it? I'd leave. I'd feel like I, I guess. Uh, well, Floyd, I don't hear from you. What do well, you think? I think it would make it easier to attend, but I don't. I still don't know that I could do it. Why would it make it easier to attend? Because at least he's being honest and he's not yeah. trying to okay. be deceptive. Agreed. Right. right. We've all known guys. There's that we something know. fantastic. You're right. Right. Yeah, I, I love the. There is something it, real about letting me know ahead of time. And yeah. we probably have all heard concepts and spoken from concepts that we heard in other messages, and I oh. clearly identify like. When I do it, and, and I, this is Academia 101, like, you give credit to the authors. Like, you give credit to the authors. I've heard yeah. concepts in other sermons that I then developed a sermon off of the concept that I heard. Uh, well, here's the... I always reference that person. This oh, is where we are eventually going to get to. We're going to get there somewhere. We right. all steal most things most of the time. It's, Nothing new under the I mean, it's, it, it's, Well, also, it's all in the Bible. <laughs> This We're is my in the Bible. And We're so even Jesus' sermons. Even when you get like a, a word from the Lord, uh, a lot of times we've probably heard something similar. Like sure. we've probably come sure. up with original concepts. We come up with our own illustrations. Sure. But I, you have to admit, for the most part, 
you are taking pieces of the 50 sermons that you heard over the last 10 years. You're, you're, and yeah. you probably, and here's the problem with a lot of the stand-ups that do it, a lot of times I don't think you know you did it. Well, that, I, don't think exactly you, right. I don't think you're saying, I heard him say this, I'm going to put that in my sermon. You just have a memory of a thought. Yeah. You don't even think somebody else said it, but in reality, that thought was placed there by someone else. Sure. And groupthink. So, you guys, group think. the church is moving, the leaders are moving at the same pace in the same right. areas. Like, well, you're saying versus someone who's consciously doing that. Exactly. Right. So that's oh, the key. Okay. So that's I, the I don't want to make it sound like every single thought has to be original all the time because that would be totally well, hypocritical. It's, almost, it's impossible. I mean, you're... The whole well for non-creative people it'd be impossible. Well, yeah. I think it's in the sense of the intent of it of your preaching is you're sharing the gospel and you're you're sharing it in a way that is re relatable and relevant and will connect, and it's to humans. The human condition is the same. It's not changing human right. problems, human struggles sure. Even, with faith. They're the yeah. same. Even like the idea of a, a person being like, you know, I I don't want to listen to that person because I want the Holy Spirit to lead my pastor. I'm like, but you're, that guy is saying, well, the Holy Spirit led me to that guy's sermon or that girl's sermon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so they were led. I had a pastor reach out to me this last week. This is true. And, hey, I heard you talk about this one topic. And they said, can you, can you explain that to me again? Because I want to use it in my sermon. And so I, I did. Okay. And they said, he said, Never just so you know, mind. I'm that not going to get. terrible. He started with that. <laughs> now that I, I just want to confirm it. that it was horrible. <laughs> And he goes, I'm not going to give you credit. Like, he was just saying, you know, like, I'm not going to just... And I go, oh, I, I, I don't not even convinced I came up with it. Right. Like, that was my response. Like, yeah. I'm not convinced that I... I have no idea. That is something I said, not something like, oh, I sat down and thought it out. I'm like, it just was something I conveyed. Right. And I probably is either from someone or a mixture of some other thoughts. Yeah. So I already know, uh, you know, there the old pastor line is like... What is it? it? Starts with you say something. You go. I heard it said. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I say. Always I say. Yeah. You know. Then it eventually becomes yeah. yours because you really don't remember where that comes from. And and most of those thoughts, in that way, I really don't have a problem with. I I have worked with people who were paying for sermons, who were buying them, preaching yeah. them as their own. Dude, that's. I never heard weird. of that till you told I me don't those like stories. That at all. Using their like. The sermons that were written were great, and the illustrations were in there, and they were using the illustrations as their own. So the problem I have with that is there's I don't see any room. I do still think they can be effective because we're not sure. Not, when well, we're talking the about thing. the result, the church was huge. It was absolutely effective. Yeah, totally. I, I'm not saying that, but I think in the process of it, in the intention, <laughs> I don't think there's any Holy Spirit involvement in their intentions. So it's, it's tough to, that's why I said I'd leave. It's tough for yeah. me to follow and listen to a pastor who's saying, listen for the Spirit, follow the Holy Spirit, but I'm doing this on my will, and I'm just purchasing, cool. you know, sermons. Their, and their excuse was actually that they were too busy pastoring as far as, like, shepherding and leading. Then hire a teaching that, pastor. They did. Well, they actually, one of those two. Yeah. But the problem for that, though, at that deceptive. point, they, uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I thought so too. I think, yeah, I think the idea of passing it off as your own is the problem here. I think that's the that's where it ends up becoming an issue. Yeah. And and again, what's funny is because again, nuanced is is like uh, some of the ideas or things we share. I know some of the things that 
uh, I share are heard from someone else, but I'm not intentionally trying to not give them credit. Absolutely. I don't remember. If I remembered it was Tony Campolo, I'd be like, Tony Campolo said yeah. this. Uh, but I just so don't I'll, remember. I'll give you an example, and you guys tell me what you think. Like, I heard this Sunday I preached uh, – uh, it's when Jesus and Peter are talking to each other, mm-hmm. and it's the, do you, you love me? Do, the, do you agapos or agapeo love me? Yeah. And then Peter responds, you know I love you, and it's I phileo, I brotherly love yeah. you. I heard somebody else say that, but, like, that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But that's, that, that's that, literally. That, that's research, though, as again. Do I like, that's why I was like, like I, don't, I didn't feel the need to actually say, I heard somebody else. I was like, which by the well, way, we I'm know. looking at the Greek and Hebrew too. And I don't know if they came up with that. Right. And so I didn't take, and what's funny is I didn't take any of the lessons they said from that because they really didn't. They just pointed it, which I thought was odd. They just pointed out that those were yeah. two different words and then they kept preaching. And I was like, well, there's a lot of ramifications to that. So yeah. I broke down the ramifications, but I'm like, I even consciously thought, because normally if I hear something, I'm going to give credit. I heard this guy say this, but I went, well, I don't need to give him credit because I'm literally currently looking. I was looking at the, the right. Greek yeah. while I'm listening to this guy, and then he said it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, no way. And I went through it and looked at it and was like, oh, he's right. So I'm going to use it. But I was like, do I need to say – and I actually felt weird because I'm like, do I need to say that he – I heard him say it, but it – so on anyway. The, on the flip side, would you sell your sermons? Would you write sermons and sell them? Online? That's weird. That's a weird question because I have no problem doing it. No I problem. I feel like it would help them. It. I would mean like they oh, I, I just wanted to make money. Yeah. Oh, I was talking I'm about just money. like, if, <laughs> if all of a sudden this could benefit you, so that is the weird part, because yeah, why am I okay with like, that? I'm like, right. and they're like, can I preach it exactly? I'm like, yeah. I've given. I don't know if that's I've a good given idea. But, mo- I've had multiple people, different people, at, like say, hey, I, heard, I went online, I heard you preach this. Can you send me your sermon? Yeah. And I, I always laugh because I'm like, it's online. Why do I have to do work to send you the manuscript? <laughs> right. Like, freaking, you just watched it. Or they actually right. wanted it to preach it. They want it on, they want a text. And I don't, what's funny is I think it's that they want, they want to be able to like see the research and yeah. see the words. And yeah. so, I know, isn't that fun? Yeah. Uh, and so I do, and what's funny is I never batted an eye. I never thought, like, no way. I just, because I know in my head, I know these guys, like, I know who they are. Sure. And I know full well they're just, looking at it and taking pieces of it. They're not would, stealing my sermon. Would people be able to get a coherent message, though, from your notes the way they are? I mean, I don't, I don't know how your notes <laughs> My notes, are. yes. That's a, so, no, it's I, a good well, I'm saying that because my notes are not. My notes, my notes are very could. bullet point. My notes are, mine are bullet pointed, but they have the full sentence. They have the full thought. You could read through my sermon. I could see his, sir, I could see his notes because you use an yeah. iPad. Yeah. I see his notes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close to what. Uh, I'm saying because when I write a sermon, the first time I write it, I sit down and all I'm doing is transcribing me preaching that sermon and I'm literally making stuff up. Do you type it or do you do the voice? I type it. I don't know why. Yeah, I just love typing it. Okay. And so I type it, then I go back and edit, break it down into my format just that I I can't type fast enough to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. I love it. And then then you have somebody like Joe sends his sermon every week. And And it's... Yep. It works for him. Yeah. It's well. I see both. Of it's your how notes. I know that nobody is that no Joe stealing isn't it. stealing. Well, Joe's not stealing it either. Like, Joe is writing that bad black. You cannot read it. I have no. Every week I read it, I'm like, what's well, kind of fun though is because I have I'll, I'll review the notes in the week. Is listening to the sermon and like, oh, that's that point. Totally. That's that yeah, point. you can see it. But it's like, oh, it's a, yeah. it's like a map 
It's like the dotted well, lines on the map without the map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Because Joe doesn't use notes at all when he preaches. Yeah. It's an, it's an interview and style. So it's I'm interviewing myself. Coming back and forth. Yeah. Oh, is it interview style? That's why it says, uh, what's the author's original intent? So I'm yeah. literally, so when I preach, I'm going through an interview of myself and I'm answering questions to myself. Interesting. Oh, that's, that's a funny that way to think make about it. Doesn't make it sound yeah. so, so much more narcissistic, though? No, it just makes it easier. Uh, no, relaxing. Yeah. Definitely yeah. narcissistic. Yeah. It's. <laughs> oh, is it, Joe? <laughs> uh, it's, that's interesting. That's a, that's a, I never do. That's how you. So uh, I don't memorize the answers. I memorize the questions, which are always the same. What is the author's original intent? What does this mean yeah. for me? How do I try it? And so then I'm just thinking, so just writing the answers out. Mm -hmm. So it makes it feel more like a dialogue. That's, that's, what, that's kind of the way I designed it. So I just feel like I'm yeah. having a dialogue. Talking to yourself. Yeah. I went Super to, weird. I, nobody cares about any of this, but I, uh, I went away from the, because I, I adopted for a while, it was the Andy Stanley. That was fun. I was yeah. like that. Uh, I did the Andy Stanley Sticky style points. of like you, me, yeah. God type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did that. And I moved away from that because I was like, it's, it was really helpful when I did it. Then I was like, it, it felt like it boxed me in too much. Yeah. And so I wanted to get to a, like, if I'm, if I'm sitting down, I did this years ago. If I'm sitting down with somebody talking about the scripture, I just want it to be a conversation. Yeah. So it was like, I just kind of like all my thoughts out. And so then I, then I clean it up to make it, you know. So it's funny that you, you, we all have kind of our little. Yeah. And it's kind of like it was, it was getting to the point of what's funny is we've done this. Like, you, like we're talking about stealing stuff. Oh, yeah. Like what happens with interesting so about, things. about writing sermons is when you do write your sermons, it, it goes through changes over mm -hmm. the years. Yeah. Like it is changed stylistically. I went from you know, a, a verbatim manuscript to right. then reading, preaching a sermon, Ugh, like terrible. a manuscript. Like I did that for a little while. Like, I never it's did the so reading. weird. I have you ever, confused. let's just be honest. Have you ever, I don't want to use the word steal. Have you ever used someone else's sermon material? Yes. I, every week. Right. <laughs> uh, I did a, uh, years ago, the first church I planted, I preached through four ancient Jewish rabbis' sermons on the Messiah. Okay. Like, I actually found their sermons because they were, they were predicting what the Messiah would be like. So I actually preached their sermon then talked about it um, because it was so leading, leading up to Christmas. on their preachings? No, I, I, I preached their sermon was about what they thought the, the Messiah would be. That was the, in the pretty heavily Jewish community, right? Yeah, it was. So it that was, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it was actually. It was, the idea was just to kind of get an idea of what the anticipation <laughs> was of the of the. But Jesus. that's it? Is that, that's as far as you've gone with yeah. using somebody Because it was just stuff. intentional for a, a leading up to yeah. the birth of Christ. That, so. that doesn't sound weird to me. Statue of limitations was too long ago. I, you, you, I, you were, oh, one thing, you, weren't, you thought you weren't going to preach one day, and you sent me your sermon. You said, hey, if I don't make it. I remember that. And I laughed. I go, oh, that's something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I've yeah, never preached someone else's yeah. sermon. It just, that was uh, that'd Christmas be, Eve. That'd be yeah. harder to try and preach your sermon yeah. than to that morning write a sermon. I agree. I wanted to just be like, look, like. If you need anything, like here is a bunch down. I didn't think you were ever going to do it. I just imagine him right. sending it to you, and you're like, oh, my God, this is the one I saw online yet last week. <laughs> I just read it. So I was going to buy that one. Oh, it's way cheaper here. <laughs> uh, no, here. I, don't, I don't think I have. I think, like I said, I've taken concepts, and I try to always give the author. Well, uh, that's part of it, too. You have yeah, influences. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's the same thing in, uh, like, nothing new. In music, there's nothing new in music. It's 12 notes. Well, in Western music, there's 12 notes. And they're just playing them in different ways. So, and so influence-wise, yeah, um, there's been a lot of influence from personal 
musical influences as well as uh, had to really delve more into worship in the last few years mm. just because it's something that there is this, this expectation of, um, you know, this is a time of worship and people, you know, I, I experimented a lot with different genres and, and stuff early on in the first year. And, and we're still doing that in a sense, but it, it's come from a place of, if we are covering something, we try to do it in an original way, mm. you know, but why, as long as it's right. Why is it different with teaching too, though? Because I was just thinking like I, I've done teachings. Oh, I, interesting. I guess though, because, but again, I'm always referencing. So like right now in our men's ministry, we're going through Richard Foster's Celebrations uh -huh. of Discipline. But everybody knows it's Richard Foster's Celebrations of Disciplines. Yeah. And Get I'm up taking, early. Yay! I'm taking right. that concept from that, and I'm teaching them in my own way. I'm teaching, but I'm teaching his concepts. Yeah, I, I think it really boils down to, and this is the same, so I think it's the same with stand-up, and I think it's why it is, honestly, it's the cardinal sin of stand-up, stealing somebody else's material. And I think it actually translates really well into a pastor is that you are taking that stage trying to make people laugh because you have funny observations. A pastor is getting on stage, and my assumption, I'm not saying he is saying this. It is, it's yours and everyone's my assumption. My assumption, though, yeah. and every, most likely everyone's assumption. assumption, is that this guy has a word from God to share with this congregation at this time. Exactly right. It's, it, that's where I honestly, and I, I kind of am, it's, it's fairly serious. I had a period of, of time where I did listen to a guy that I absolutely adore. I still listen to him. I think he's brilliant. Donald Trump. I would, that's right. I would sit down. I was going to say Joe. <laughs> I would listen to his sermon, and I would basically write the points that, that I was like, oh, that's a really cool point that kind of was highlighted to me. And then I would basically work my sermon sure. around what he was saying. I, do, I, would, I would never do that now. But that was a period of my life where I probably did that. But two for, weeks ago. For months. But, you know, well, it was like, it was, I mean, it was last. It was this last week. But, but the, yeah. And thank you for all the compliments you made on the sermon you took from me. But, uh, 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 <laughs> but when I first started preaching, I mean, here's not much different. I'm looking at every commentary, right? So that's so the I'm big argument. all oh, their wow. insights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm yeah, doing the that's same a thing. Big argument, yeah. Right? I'm doing all the. And for me, I felt like commentary uh, crediting was bragging. So I didn't do that because everybody else would be like, oh, you know, I was reading, you know, so and so, NT Wright, or like, you know what I mean, or uh, whatever. And so I was like, eh, that wasn't really my thing. And then all the illustrations, I didn't know how to even kind of apply my own experience at that point. So, so you they're would all up. finding illustrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would never say they're mine. I would, you know, but. Yeah. So, like, pretty much my sermon is someone else's commentary, yeah. uh, someone else's illustrations, and then whatever insights I had. And I eventually got to the place where I felt so um, just – I felt so stunted if I looked at commentaries first. So I started saying, okay, what well, I'm going to do I is do that. Yeah. I'm going to start yeah. writing my own stuff, and then I'll check the commentaries. Oh, I see. And then eventually I was like, I these – But you wouldn't – like, in the past, you wouldn't – refer to the commentaries i mean you were referring to the commentaries but you wouldn't credit the commentaries well because i wasn't felt... in verbatim i would just even right. i've never been a like a verbatim guy it would be like a thought there and then i would develop it develop so, the so, concept yeah so the, if somebody said something yeah. in commentary it would usually trigger a, a, a unique thought for me but mm. it wouldn't be but i'm still it started with them making that comment i'm like huh and then i'd have thoughts about well, it well one yeah. of the one of the more recent sermons i preached here was it recent we were going through John, and it was the... That uh, could be anywhere in the last, the last two years. Two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was in the upper room after 
Christ's resurrection. And, and it was that concept from Scripture where essentially the way that it reads is, and, and if you forgive people's sins, their sins will be forgiven. Mm, yeah. And so I used straight, I read it straight from the commentary and gave a credit to the, to the writer of that commentary for his, because there was no present, past, yeah. part of whatever. Yeah, I don't there. think that's weird. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, I think fine. the, I think it's a, it's a blurry, difficult line when you start adding in commentaries and past sermons you've heard. I think it should be a little bit of attention for all pastors. Yeah. Because you, you kind of do go, well, I, and again, this is just how I view it, is that I think God has placed me here in this church or any place that I'm preaching to deliver a specific message for these people at mm. this specific time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I kind of, you know, I take that as a responsibility. But I also know that there's brilliant people who have preached on this same thing. There's brilliant minds who have studied scripture more than I have. And so I can glean, you know, brilliant concepts from them. Uh, but I always, I always think that a pastor should start with Holy Spirit. Is there sure. something that you want me to say? Right. And if I then need to go and research it, great. But, yeah. but I'm hoping that we all have that starting point of same with a comic. Like, I'm coming up with this joke. I think this concept is funny. You know what? I heard this guy do this bit. A piece of that's really funny. I could even take some of that. But I'm not stealing their joke. And I'm not stealing their sermon or their whatever. Right. It's the concept I've come up with. And now I can do whatever it takes to kind of hone that. Well, and I yeah. think a lot of it comes back to intent too. Like you're right. If your intent's not if your intent is not to deceive people, I think that's lot. the beauty. The 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 God judges the heart. Yeah. yeah. And so like you've got to be right with God in that regard to be like, where's my heart in this? Right. Yep. I feel like that's a good. lot of times, um, you know, we'll do historical research. Um, not right. much of a commentary guy, but I'll do historical research, and I don't ever credit that. Uh, and I always think sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm looking smarter than I am. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like I have some memory, and I'm not trying to pass so it off. So I think that, that all I the time. I feel guilty sometimes that you're smarter. That Joe's you, looking yeah. smarter. Than you. <laughs> uh, no, true. I, I had a guy. I had a guy come up to me recently and was like, oh my gosh, like you guys, you guys are always quoting the Greek and Hebrew, and you guys are so smart. Like, where did you learn that? And I, I go, oh, dude. I go, here's the website. Yeah. Literally, it's Google it. Any yeah. human can look up yeah. a word. Yeah. And I showed him because I'm like. We're, we're not smart. We literally go through the Greek and Hebrew and just to see if there's something did, cool. And for us, like, I did we, not sign off on that. We don't, <laughs> we don't remember it the way that he did. Joe remembers all of that. You and I put it in our notes. Yeah, I just look it up. Yeah. This is it's, not, you know. it's the same stuff. I just have a good memory, but it's the same idea. I, I, yeah, Joe looks it up that week. Right. Same and, way. And, and, yeah. and reads it a hundred times. I will say there is, so going back to the idea that God has a specific word, there is a gifting, it sounds funny, of, I, I say this all the time, of what's interesting. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A lot of people look stuff up, and they're like, yeah. and I'm like, no, you, you don't know, like, yeah. you don't know why this fits with what we're talking about. You know why it fits yeah. with the past? You don't know why it's interesting, or if it is interesting. Yeah. There's a gifting as a pastor, even when you're doing research, to say, well, this is interesting. Yeah, like, I've always said it's the, same as a, it's the same as a casting director. When you see a movie in the cast, every member of that cast, it's like, that's the best actor that could have played that role. I always laugh because I'm like, that's just a good casting director. Because they went out, they auditioned hundreds of people. Yeah. Same thing. When you're looking through text and Greek and Hebrew and you're like, there's a, I mean, literally, I will often go through the scripture word by word to yeah. see if any Greek pops out. 
And it's pretty neat to be like, oh, there's something here. Like yeah. This, there's something in yeah. this word. It's specifically to this sermon, yeah. to this moment, right? I think part of that is just a, a creative mind. Yeah. Like someone who's creative yeah. will naturally gear towards that kind yep. of stuff. And, then, well, then you, and we've been doing this for 30 years. And then the Holy yeah, Spirit, right? Because you could preach the same passage 10 weeks in a row and get different stuff. And the Holy Spirit's like, hey, kind of grab onto this concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So I think that is the fun part. Which is part. what we do. We actually do preach on the same verse. 10 weeks in a 10 row. 10 weeks in a row. I so think you, should, takes two you guys should come and check it out. It's I very I do think if you, <laughs> if you believed that about your pastor, that they were going through the scripture, asking the Lord to reveal to me what specifically he or she has for your church that day, I do think that is something comforting. Like, as opposed to being like, yeah, just kind of listen to a great sermon. This one's great with some great illustrations, great stories. I think personally, I'd be like, that's not for me. Yeah. I just, that, I wouldn't want to be a part of that church. But even if I thought it was a, you know, whoever it was, and they're just like, no, I'm really just kind of checking with the Lord. What do they have? Because I'd feel good about that. I really would. I'd feel like, I'd feel good that the leader is trying to connect with God to speak to me what yeah. God has for me. I actually played back uh, a bit of Sunday's sermon um, the only good bit, uh -huh. and uh, with Taylor, because I said, I want to show you something. And, and Sorry, that was the pity part. <laughs> that was the good part. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's just worship. <laughs> this is the best part of Sunday. Uh, it was actually when you were, you were just kind of going back and forth with yourself. Oh, and yeah. Sunday she's was like, weird, man. Well, what's happening? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And I said, this is wrestling with the Holy Spirit. This is. That was good. Like, that, that was, was really brutal. good. And. I actually really, the, for some reason, it was impactful for me. I'm like, that's, and so that's kind of the, that's a leader that I'd want. That's a leader I'd follow is someone who's going, you know, I had this planned. Or even this other thing that isn't planned, but it's really good, but no. And then there's obviously logistics, thinking about time and keeping with the message and then rounding it out. And, and all those things that I have no idea how you guys do it. And what, but... What's uh, funny is how often that happens, but all the know, time. Sunday, it was very. It was. Like it was. You made a point to point it out. Well, I'll tell you, was good. Sunday was tough, and not about me. It was that most of the time that's happening. Joe does the same exact thing. Sure. Yeah. Most of the well, time that's happening, we're both doing it very quietly in our and, heads and quickly and seamlessly and quickly. Mm -hmm. This one was tough because it felt like what where I was, where I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to go felt too personal mm. because it was like i'm about to share like and i kept thinking like no this is for me and about me this isn't for them that's what the battle was because i was like and that's where i i, I usually don't get stuck because if i feel the holy spirit leading something i'm like cool this is for them and i can go right into it are you saying you want to be martyred yeah and that's not a joke and actually was pissed. asking actually was mad afterwards i yeah. was like so yeah i've always wanted to be i think it's cool no. i'm gonna cry about it yeah <laughs> We can help. Yeah. Uh, I seriously think I, I uh, read scripture and I'm like, dude, it's the best. Mm -hmm. That's the best route. One, I don't really want to grow old and die. I, that scares the crap out of me. I don't like the you thought. you see your dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sorry, hate the. Sorry, Ron, if you're watching. No, it makes me like he, he was pissed about it the other day because he was just like, dude, freaking it gets it. It sucks so bad. You lose your strength. You lose your health. Like when that stuff starts to decline and you're used to being a big, tough guy, you know, it's like it's your persona. All the time. You lose that. It's brutal. Well, you've and never then, been that, so that won't be that. Yeah, it'll be easy. It'll be an easy transition <laughs> for me. I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm actually getting stronger, oddly, in my age. Uh, I'm a foppish way <laughs> the whole my whole life. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> and, and it's mainly that I, I read scripture and I'm like, dude, it's like the best thing you can do for God. I'm like, living for God is the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. But then there's this place where I'm like, it's, and again, it's a stupid 
I hope it doesn't happen, but there is this gross, weird part of me that just is like, dude, I love the idea of being the guy who like puts his foot down and is like, no. If I'm going to die, I want to die for something. I, I, maybe that's what it is. Like, I want there to be a purpose. And I don't need anybody to remember me. I actually, I feel like legacy and stuff is kind of no. dumb. I really do. I think, I j- it's almost like I just want to do right by God. And if it's that, like, last thing you do, I'm like, that's kind of baller. Yeah. It does make me question whether or not I want to go on any missions trips with you. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> should question it. Every you day should. after I turn 96, I'm like, no. Kill me <laughs> if you want to. I, I'm about 92. <laughs> Like, just pass the butter. Like, yeah. I just asked you to pass me the butter. <laughs> I will be martyred for this. Uh, I don't think it works that way. And I, just being an idiot doesn't mean it's a martyr. You're not martyred. Nope. You're being stupid. Nope, you yeah. killed her for this butter. Uh, anyway. uh, we know, Dad, that you just signed a DNR, right, so uh, exactly. we get it. We get what's going on here. All right, that's a good right, topic. So we have a good, like yeah, good talk through that. And you guys, so this came up, uh, oh, this came up from uh, the Shannon Sharp thing, but I've heard a similar question asked online, and it's funny because it was like, what should I do? I think my pastor's doing this, and that was the question. Uh, What advice would you give, super quick, if someone came up to you- Or or not quick. From a different, yeah, it's true. If someone from a different church, obviously not our church, but they're like, hey- I've been going to this church for a long time. I really enjoy it. I like my pastor. I just found out he downloads sermons. I don't like that he does that. Like, that really upsets I went me. Through this. What should I do? Oh, did you? Uh-huh. I mean, so, I guess I kind of did, too, now that you say yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, I found uh, out. Our, uh, so our pastor, so I was at Willow Creek when Willow Creek was the biggest church in America. They launched Access, which was the first Gen X church inside their church. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Dieter Zander. And... At, so Jessica went through this too, I mean, right? Peter so Omar Zander, isn't Xander the triple X guy? Like, it is. It's the, it's Xander oh, Cruz or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Xander yeah. also Blue Steel? It might be. Xander. I don't know what that is. But I know yeah, Blue oh, Steel. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, Xander anyways, is wonderful. So, uh, I'll follow Xander. Yeah, Dieter Xander. What's great uh, is that he looked into that camera. Yeah, that's right. make his uh, face. You know, it was, uh, Do it again. Do what again? Nailed it. Blue Steel. Blue Steel. Okay, anyway. And so Dieter... Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. He pretty much plagiarized that book for an entire series on men and women. Said it was his? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And wow. so people, so I was there as well. I was a part of Access at the time. You might want to do a less famous book. Right. <laughs> that book got really big. Yeah. And it was, and I was there when he apologized and he goes, I just felt, oh. I felt insecure with Bill Hybels and John Ortberg oh. and Lee Strobel. I like his yeah. apology. Yeah. I like just coming super out. honest. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, so then he resigned, and you know they fired him for it. I was going to say it was probably more of a firing. Never really went back into ministry, and then wow, uh, just like literally, he's an author now. It it gets sadder. What does he do? What? No, no, no. Dieter does not be an author now. No, it gets sadder. Like I guess he ended up having like some sort of health complications, and now he's like, like it's bad. Like from that point forward, no, just a steamroll down. And he was the, I mean, love him. In fact, when I heard that he'd resigned for it, I'm like. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe just have someone else teach because he's great. And I feel he just like has some insecurities. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. And he was I, honest about him. And I like the way he. Yeah. Although, the thing I always forget is I always, if someone just honestly comes out and says like, "I'm sorry, I did this," I always have just a mass amount of grace, and Me I've too. been reminded many times that people are like. They did that when they got caught. Mm. You're true. Yeah. That is true. Like, Ooh, yeah. Okay, great that assault. That is true. Great assault. If you, 
if you if you do it before you get caught, you're yeah. the man. Yeah. I actually think you're the coolest person ever. Like you're awesome for for being the first one to out yourself. Yep. But people are right. Like when they they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You go, "Well, are you sorry because you got caught?" Yeah, he got weird. He got like he's in my microphone, not yours. Oh, really? Yeah, it sounds like he's picking, Josh, you're picking it up. Boopity boop. Oh, you're right. That was weird. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice. Okay, so back to your question. Would you? So I would not have. I would not have. I would not have called him out. I would have talked to him. Yeah. I would have just personally had a conversation with him. But yeah. I kind of, I mean, I didn't know him. I actually didn't know him. But I felt comfortable with him, like he was a good guy. Sure. Wait, your question was, sure. would you fire him? No, no it's would what, you, what, what would you do? What would you do if, oh. you're, if you're in the congregation and you... Yeah, or, or what advice would you give somebody else? What, what would you, would you have them just say, like, look, stay there if you're being fed, or even though you don't know this guy, try and get a meeting with him and talk to him, or leave the church immediately because this is heresy. Or how good are the sermons he's stealing? That's yeah. true. Yeah. He's, maybe he's got a really good picker. Yeah. I'd actually ask him about, look, the why, and clearly it was, he said it was the insecurities. I'd say preach on that. Xander, like, like just be honest. Yeah, you know, dude, that would be a great sermon. Yeah, yeah. freaking awesome. Like, hey, you know what? The last insecurity. couple of weeks, this is what's been going on. Yeah, and this and then is, they fire you. This is you the grace I've been shown. <laughs> That's the sucky yeah. part is you're probably getting fired. fired. Yeah. That's yeah. a bummer. Now you're getting fired. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, he's he was their worship pastor at the main service, and then and then it was his idea oh, to launch the Gen X. Like this no dude's way. a pioneer. It was like, what do you have to be insecure about? You're the first person in the on the planet to do a specifically wow. Gen X church. And it was huge. Isn't that so? So that makes me. I, I think this has been coming up a lot in my life. That has been weird. Is I'm shocked at how insecure we all are. Yeah. And it's weird to me because I see people where I'm like, that guy does not need to be insecure about anything. Yeah. And then you find out they just battle with insecurity all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we do you, have not, a, do you not battle with insecurity? I absolutely do. Oh, I and do I, too. And it's odd to me. Yeah. And it, but what's weird is I used to not because I, I mean, I was an arrogant jerk. Yeah. And then it was like, I think the closer I got to God, the more I realized that that arrogance was born out of insecurity, but sure. I didn't know. Yeah. Sure. And then it was like, <laughs> no, this, I've never been arrogant. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> and then there's this huge, there's been a long journey of like, working through that, I'm enough in God's eyes, all those kinds of things, and then just getting to, like, the real heart of you and who you are. Yeah. But, like, I, I think, I guess it still surprises me, and I think it's my biggest frustration with us as humans because I'm like, the truth is you were created in God's image, so immediately you are awesome. Like, right. you specifically yeah, are amazing. Yeah. You're yeah. created in God's image with a purpose and a plan. Yeah. He loves you. He has something for you. We really shouldn't be insecure. We should be like, no, man, like, because, again, it's my journey. I don't give a rip that I don't measure up to you. Right. Like, wh what does that even mean? And, we even don't, if you're and we're not the same person. And if you're following God's plan and things don't turn out the way you want, that's not a negative on you. It's like, not you know, at all. If you're like, I'm doing literally the thing God wants me yeah. to do and it didn't work, you're like, yeah, that's okay. Be because the what times. you want isn't the, isn't the, the topic at hand. Mm. It's the you're just pursuing God. So I shouldn't even have these attaching in all these things. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't say succeed in me. He says follow me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Floyd, what would you do if, uh, if someone said, "Hey, I'm going to church and the pastor's preaching someone yeah. else's messages"? I think I think I would do my best to try to remind them that there's more to a church than Sunday morning. Mm. Yeah. Um, the community that you're a part of is important, and if you are finding yourself fed in that church, 
then you really have to consider how much Sunday morning plays a part of that mm. and if this is a deal breaker for you. Spoken like a guy who preaches someone else's sermons. 100% right. Would, yeah. would you take that advice for yourself? Heck no. I was wondering. Yeah, that's I'd interesting. I, I would be out. You would, right? I'd be out. I, you yeah. seem like the guy that's like, no, there's no way I'm out. There's yeah. no way. I, because this yeah. is a guy. Well, I mean, and for us, it's different. Like, we get it. Like, I understand the struggle of, hey, every week. Because at one point, you know, I was I was preaching once or twice a week and then teaching once a week. And then and sometimes, man, it, it's overwhelming. And you 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 do. It is hard to find enough time to make all of that work. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I get it. But at the same time, if this is your calling, if you're called to pastor a church and to lead a body, then you have an obligation to make time for your gifting. Your gifts mm. will make room for you. Now you, you need to make room for your gift? gifts. What if you don't have that gift? Then what the heck are you well, doing there? Because this is so hard. It's, it's, I mean, that's, I a, that's a major what if. But if you have the calling, then God will equip you. Mm. Okay, that's, so you are saying that part of the calling of a pastor is to write his own unique sermons. Yeah. I mean, as far as a, as, as, as a preaching pastor, a pastor, yeah, pastor no. who's hired to preach. Yeah. Part of that calling is to write your unique sermons. Right. Side <laughs> note, uh, Floyd sounded a lot like... Billy Madison in Mrs. Lippy's class when the puppy's missing. I don't know. You got to get out there and find that flipping dog. Wow. <laughs> he just went that, on. We'll, we'll play it again. You'll be like, well, that, that was feels it. like a deep cut. Well, 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 done. Done. Really, <laughs> yeah, I actually really like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, I just had a debate with somebody recently, uh, a fun debate, but cause I'm like, give me a real world example. I'm trying to think of someone who is a, pastor that I respect that I would think that they're not writing their own sermons and I'm good with that because I'm going with Josh is like that's part of your call so I'm thinking what if you're what if you're just good at leadership mm -hmm. but even like Bill Hybels who wasn't as accomplished as Lee Strobel or, or John Ortberg still preached his own sermons yeah. you know what I mean yeah. he was a leadership guy that was really more yeah. his gifting uh, but the preaching was still solid mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think of is there is does that exist out there that for, for me, that I'd be good with that. I, don't, I can't even think of someone like, yeah. if I found out that Ravi Zacharias, all of his books were like, oh, no, those, these are all, I'd be like, right. I'd be done reading those books. Well, yeah. there's a reason, like the, the Harvard president who just stepped down, like it was plagiarism. I forgot about that gay. Is, so, yeah, is yeah. Name. Her, the, she, that was the big thing is they were really upset about her not saying that calling for a Holocaust on the Jews was right. like the hate. It was like they were upset about that. But when they found out that she plagiarized fired gone. Yeah, because and this was the argument. It was funny because that that whole debate, you know, blew up and everybody's like, oh, it's just because she's it's black. It's yeah, she's it, a it woman. Would be, it, would a race it was discussion. so funny because they're like, if one of the students in the school that she represents kicked out. They're expelled immediately. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. software that is literally designed to review every yes. paper yep. that's submitted yeah. to make sure it's not plagiarized. It's yep. crazy because AI is screwing that up. I know. AI is screwing that up. <laughs> that's a big time. I had a student the other day that literally presented a paper, and part of it was you, you have to take this, uh, you have to talk about your feelings. And literally in the paper, it said, as an AI. What no, if, uh, it does I do not, not have feelings. I, don't, I, was, I was just like, dude. And I, see, I gave him a zero, and I'm like, how can you? Like, and I just put that quote back in there. Clearly, this is not original. That's work. shocking. And I'm like, You're not even smart enough to edit say, that out. What did the student say? Absolutely nothing. Disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Fantastic. Ashley right? is positive that she can't prove it. And that's the can't. problem. But she compared their work to 
all their past work. And she's like, that's, a, this is a, a different, different person. Voice. This yeah, is a different, a different, different voice. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, but there, and she went, okay. But yeah. there, cause there is there's nothing you can right do. now. There's nothing. And I, I keep saying like, dude, somebody has got to write that in the software. It's, it is difficult Come though. On. Cause one of our kids, uh, he won the science award when he graduated from community before he transferred, uh, won it. Professor comes to him and says, Hey, I am not accusing you. He goes, I'm just asking you, honestly, did you use AI to write this? And my kid's like, no, not at all. He goes, okay, I ran it. It said 46% of this was from somewhere else. He goes, but then I ran my own. I wrote exactly. one. Exactly. And 30% it said was, right. not, my, was not my yeah, own. And he's like, interesting. And it was, so it was like, like he's just trying to test the validity of those. Because yeah. So there's that too. Because just like what we're all talking about, that yeah, we're, that's yeah. pretty cool, we're actually. building yeah. on other people's thoughts. Yeah. So even as I'm elaborating on them, I'm sure I'm sharing some of them unintentionally, maybe even exactly as they stated them. Right. It's going to come across like I stole it from someone. Yeah, yeah. it's so interesting. It's, what's odd is actually in that compliment sense, if someone's like, oh, my gosh, what megachurch pastor wrote that sermon? Like, no, no, I wrote that sermon. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh, that was right. great. Like, wow. It's yeah. weird how that can be flipped. Or I, yeah. if I'm playing a song, like, like, hey, who's what band was that? I'm like, no, no, that wasn't original. Like, wow, that was – it's weird yeah. how that can be flipped. It's so yeah. funny because – when it comes to a paper that I wrote and somebody was like, did AI write that? That feels like a compliment. Because mm -hmm. you're like, wow, you thought that was really good. But if, if you had AI write it. Right. But if you came to me and said, like, what megachurch pastor preached that? I'd be like, dude, stick it in your ear. Like, I don't know why that's offensive. Yeah. Whereas the other one's kind of a compliment. It's <laughs> such a weird, like, yeah. like, oh, you're not a good enough artist to write that song. Yeah. Who wrote that song? Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, man. I am a good, like, yeah. God. That's funny. That's uh, this, they just, it was just this week. Uh, so someone hired me to take a classic novel and make it into a movie. And so I wrote it and the me, I said, now get an IP attorney to go through all of this because I'm not saying, I, I don't know cause some's homage, some's parodies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something like, and I'm not an IP attorney. I wrote what I thought, but you need to make sure you get a lawyer in this because for that very reason, I'm like you could end up getting sued. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm hoping that it's a, that it's open. Well, because it's actually super cool. The, so Disney, uh, Steamboat Willie, is yeah. their copyrights up. So Steamboat Willie is going to be free domain now. And every uh, racist in the world is going to use it. So is a ton of other. And I didn't know, and I watched this thing that was super funny. Uh, Winnie the Pooh uh, is, oh. is free market. So anybody can use Winnie the, really? the Pooh now. It's not licensed. Uh, and I didn't realize that they had. And there is a horror movie called Honey and Blood. Nice. And it's Winnie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why not? And I was like, oh my gosh, when, when it comes up as free as the license expires, like you get that. And Disney has a ton of them actually coming up in the next couple of years yeah. that are going to be open. And they try to re-license them in a different way. Like so they already clever. did. This is the this is the problem is that they already have. So they the, what is being said is there's nothing Disney can do now for this. It is <laughs> this is the limit because they already filed for the extension. They got the whatever 30 year extension. So now it's done. Yeah. And so it will, and I guess they're very serious about this. They're like, you can't own this kind of stuff forever. And then they went through all the stuff that is free. That's why Disney is constantly trying to come up with new stuff because yeah. they know they can't fight well, this. And, and it's interesting. It's ironic because a lot of their stories are based on Brothers Grimm. Which so all the, or open uh, most of the old ones were, yeah. and that's why they're trying to do newer stuff now that like right. hasn't, which is why their new mm. stuff is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> which is not great. Which is why that's it. The marble bombed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even uh, Iger was like, "Yeah, we need better writing." That oh my response. gosh! Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. we need better writing. All right. Thank well, you. that was a really Thank fun you. combo. Anyway. What else do we got? Uh, let's fun. see here. 
Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather? Oh, I like it. I'm so happy. Would you rather have stolen a sermon? <laughs> okay. Pardon me. Been accused of stealing a sermon, uh-huh. or had your st- sermon stolen? Oh, have my sermon stolen. Stolen. Yeah. You can stolen. steal stolen my sermon. sermon. Yeah. You can steal it all day long. Uh, it is funny to think about. I, I won't steal a sermon. Like that's just a, a moral. And so it's like I'm not gonna do that. But if you stole mine, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't mind if you stole mine, but, like, I'd be really upset if I what, stole it. What if it's more like where money was attached to it? Would you rather have someone steal your book Ooh. or have your book stolen? Wait, no. They, go, they steal someone else's book. <laughs> Both are the same. Would you, rather yeah. someone, would you rather steal someone's book or have your book stolen? I still would have my book stolen. I'm not stealing someone's book. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I'd rather, be, I'd rather get screwed over than screw someone else over. So what's interesting is in – so I, I – I do woodworking and blacksmithing, and I, I actually, a lot of the designs and stuff, it's like, I mean, a table, it's like, that is a flat top with four legs, basically. Right. And so a lot of designs are kind of still, and there's no, obviously, copyrights or right. licenses or anything like that. But it is kind of funny at how, design-wise, how tough designing things really are. Yeah. Like. I don't know what they're laughing about. Something I'm, I'm, I'm reading I these words. Can't. Okay. You can't? I can't. Okay. We'll uh, talk about it after we stop shooting. We, uh, when we made the cigar for Holy Smoke, uh, one of the big manufacturers stole the color of yep. our box and the design. Like completely stole. They it. ripped it off completely. completely. The box. And it's a different shape and size. And piano finish. Nobody's doing that. And the blue. story actually is that he saw the box, said, "I like that." And then, st- like, really did, like, say, just make this. Who did that? Uh, Stole it. I don't want to say his name because it's wrong. either. It's okay. a beautiful box. And then, oh, uh, and then our people sent him an email uh-huh. saying, hey, you stole our box and the color. And he goes, you can't copyright a cigar box and color. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, you have millions of dollars in lawyers. Yeah. Solid point. <laughs> and you and your and, company. Yeah. And we'll make sure to go to market before you. That's literally what it was. And that's my... the story with, uh, was it... Who's the guy that oh, Arturo Fuente apparently is so massive that yeah. if you've got a cigar and there's a few companies that do this apparently Fuerte there was like a, yeah that poor like, guy had had a name that was similar it looked similar similar writing they sued him and he was like oh it's a totally different thing and they're like oh we know but we're and they even apparently they told him this like you're right but we have so much money. We will end you. You'll be out of business. We're basically going to, we'll run this through court forever. And they, they went, so you have a choice. We'll give you, it was something like eight months to yeah, change to all change your branding. stuff. They were yeah. really cool about it, but like horrible. And the guy was like, I can't win. So I have to change my brand. I have to change wow. my name. It was a big deal. I was like, shoot. Yeah, his was something <laughs> in strength. Yeah, but it looked like Fuente. It was. It sick. really did. Yeah, well, Fuente and Fuente, like, come on. Yeah. They're real similar. Yeah. This would you rather is would you rather get one dollar every time you compliment a stranger, or a hundred dollars every time you insult a stranger? Oh my <laughs> gosh, hmm. that's tough. A hundred to like one. It. I like it. Oh, how mean are the insults? It's an insult. It's an insult. Like they have to be insulted. Oh my gosh. Not quip. Insult. No, insult. A hundred to one because here's the deal: a hundred compliments a day is a lot. It's hard. But four insults a day, I feel like I could do. <laughs> I feel like I could. I'd make another, an extra 400 bucks a day. 
Can we say we're sorry afterwards? Is well, that, that, and that it's a stranger, theory. mind you. This isn't a buddy. This is and a stranger. And I think the stipulation is it has to be direct. Because I can just be like driving or something. And it's be like, oh, oh that guy's No, shoes. it's got to be yeah. to the person. Man, are you, is it kill the spirit of it if you apologize afterwards and say you're just kidding? Or are you doing that only because you got 100 bucks? I'm just feeling bad. For no, if you apologize, <laughs> you owe $100. Yeah. It goes the other way. I'm, oh. I'm complimenting. Of course you're complimenting. I, I know you're, you're yeah, definitely you're complimenting. I can't do it. I couldn't just hurt people. A hundred to one. So you're getting an extra maybe 15 bucks a day. <laughs> like, I compliment a lot I, of people. I didn't insult them. My wife. I didn't insult them and give them 50 of it. I give them half of it. Be like, what's this for? I just, like, you're mean to me. Smart. Here's $50. Smart. Yeah. Smart play. I like that. That's here's, not a bad here's idea. Here's $50, yeah. you fat, ugly. <laughs> you <laughs> stupid, fat, ugly they're person. Gonna take, they're going to take the money or so long. I'm not done. Hold on. I'll let this go. When oh, I'm done. <laughs> I love that. I don't. Yeah, that one's Oh, funny. my gosh. That is fantastic. Um, this one, I don't know why it made me laugh, but would you rather speak in a baby voice for a day or be spoken to in a baby voice for a day? Uh, it's I'd Just speak, imagining speaking a baby voice. Everyone's speaking to you. I would want to murder anyone who wants to speak in a baby voice. Well, me. you get 100 bucks. Oh, dude. Um, That's a day. I don't. I yeah, can't. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I was so it. stupid speaking in a baby voice. I don't even voice. like baby voices to babies. Do your baby voice. Well, I don't either. Like, like, I don't have one because Try it on. irritates me so Try bad. Right. Uh, this is the, the voice you use to talk to a baby. Yeah, your you're most quintessential. So just picture yeah. a baby and baby talk to speak. a baby. I talk to them just like a person. Like well, they, are, they are still a person. They're still a person. <laughs> They're not like a person. You, they literally <laughs> just got this. We okay, they, they are people. Like are people. I talk to them like an he's adult. Like, he's like, I murder babies because they're not people. They're not, <laughs> they're not human. <laughs> No, okay. Give it a shot. Come on. Give it a shot. Like a baby. Like a baby. I can't say the things that I say to my baby. Baby crawling around the table. Baby voice. Okay, Josh, you go yeah, first. Yeah, like, oh, hi. That's exactly what you, you do. I don't, don't want to talk. I just kind of like, like, ooh, what? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> is that a baby or a baby mother? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Josh, get away from me. Get from my child. I said, hey, you're going? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I much higher. Like, Ooh, arms. Is that, uh, oh, 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 uh, is that a truck? Like, I just get really high. I think you do the, it's the quintessential, like, oh, yeah. Noises. What's bad about that is I do that to make fun of my to make fun of people yeah. like when somebody's so acting a hundred dollars like i do that so do so your make fun of people voice then yeah, yeah, that. It's like, oh, doo -doo -boo 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 -boo. okay that's, that's yeah. pretty good right. I do yeah. and i do that to a full right, grown adult to your baby talk <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> so <hard>. so excited <laughs> it's so hard uh oh, i'm gonna restrain myself here um, I guess the baby voice is, it's the same, not stupid. I feel dumb doing it. I know. I that's why you have to do it. It's great. I feel really do dumb doing it. Yeah. That's why I uh, like this. It is. It's the surprise face. Yeah. It, it, I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm the adult. Yeah. But I'm surprised. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're a baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's my baby voice. Like, oh, who's the big boy? Yeah. So the studies yeah. they've done are actually pretty interesting that that's really great for like the, what is it? Like zero to three months or something. Like <laughs> the what? What's out the zero womb. to out three? the womb? In the womb. In the womb's fine too. Oh, zero. That's zero. Is that not zero? Yeah. Z no. Is in development? No, zero is. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Zero. <laughs> 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 that too much. Yeah. We did so well. No. 
We no. did so well. <sighs> okay, so you're saying, <laughs> would you rather <sighs> speak in baby voice or be spoken to that way? I think if, be, if it's a day, be spoken to. I think it'd be kind of fun. I feel too dumb, too long. Because yeah. I'm the yeah. same way. I, you know, I'll be goofy with babies and stuff. But for the most part, I actually, developmentally, I like speaking to them as a hu- as a as a, like an adult human as a human, yeah. as you, a human actually you, is real you would yeah. not find it very enjoyable to talk to you know opposing counsel <laughs> like oh always oh, get the evidence <gasps> do you have the evidence the problem is shaking keys at him <laughs> it's a sunday oh. morning when you have to preach a sermon oh yeah no that's great that's what i was that's why i was laughing a I can't. Jesus, it almost no. sounds sacrilegious when it I does. The stuff, yeah. everything I wanted to say was yeah. horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's bad news. Oh. <laughs> this is all so right. good. We all well, done? We got time for more? Uh, you want to do, what do we got? A winger? Yeah, yeah let's do, do a winger. Winger. Oh, winger. Okay, let's see here. The, the, the top ones are new. I think I just put them on. Yeah. How do you move past church hurt? Do we want to give credit? Since we're talking about this, who, these are submitted to, what's his name, Mike Winger? No. Yeah, they, they, we came up with these. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah my, the Pastor Mike Winger does a, I, I actually don't know how often he does the 20-question ones, but he has a huge YouTube channel now. The guy's fantastic. He, I love his theology. I agree with most of it. He did, I, well, we should talk about this at some point. He did a Women in, uh, women in Ministry series that he spent huh. almost, I think he spent over a year researching it. Wow. It is the most extensive women in ministry study that I've ever seen. Uh, and he actually came to more or less a complementarian view that leans mm. a little bit egalitarian. Yeah. But I was surprised because I, it's the first thing where I'm like, gosh, I think I just disagree with you. That's kind of the actually in church leadership talk is which way do you lean? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are finding it difficult to be either completely complementarian or I, completely I egalitarian. So. Yeah. So there, there's unless you're a reformer, and then you're just right. That. You're right. just complementary. People are asking right. which way do you do you lean more complementary? Do you lean yeah. more egalitarian? Which I thought that's a that's a good. I do think that's, that's a good. better phrase. Yeah. And so anyway, so he does a, a he has a great uh, channel on YouTube, and he does a segment called Twenty Questions with Pastor Mike, and people send in questions, and I have listened to a lot of them. And so we added a little segment. It's like, these are questions that have been posed to him that I've taken and be like, I want to hear. He does something that I, this is what I appreciate most about him is he, he poses the answer to help you think biblically. He really tries not to, and when he's giving his opinion, he says, this is my opinion. We, We don't do that. For the most part, he is saying like, this is biblically what I see. Ours is way more from, here's a pastor's perspective. It's way more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like it. So that's why, so these are some of the questions. And even, even more um, applicable, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about real life, like not just a biblical, but yes. how that plays out in the church. It's far more like, yeah, personally. Life uh, application. A life application versus like the, the, this is the biblical stance. Now you figure it out. It's like, well, this is how to walk it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's yeah. so the question is, how do you move past church hurt? I like this Church. one. Church. Church. Uh, most of our congregation, a lot of our staff, so many of our people have massive church hurt. They've, uh, they've, they've talk about it often. Like, I, this is the place I found healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought about it from the, from the angle of, I, I, I try to take our church out of it at least because we do function differently. If someone came up to you, 
I had two different people on Sunday morning come up to me who are like, look, I'm from out of town. One woman lived in Florida, and she's like, this is the best church I've ever been to. I, I wish I lived here. It's because you live and, in Florida. And, um, and Ryan was like, thanks, Mom. Yeah, it was pretty right. nice. Uh, <laughs> and when, when did you move away was the yeah. weird part. Uh, so she was great. She was a huge compliment. I said, you know, oh, we have online. You can watch online. We, we have people from everywhere who watch. Uh, but if someone like that who lives in a different place and says, I know, like, I feel like God wants me to get back involved in a church. They don't live here, so they can't go to our church. Mm -hmm. And they live in a place that you don't even know other churches that exist. And they say, man, I just, I've been so hurt by the church. I think I should get back involved. What are the steps I can take? How can I get over this past pain? Mm. And how can I get back involved? I don't really trust. What do I do? And How on earth do you? And I'm that? hearing that more from millennials, which is not uncommon. That generation that's hitting their 20s and Absolutely. 30s, Absolutely. just like when the Gen Xers were going through yep. when they're 20s and 30s, like I raised get in back church, church, hurt by the church, they leave the yeah. church, but then they're like 30 I, years old. I believe like, God is real. I love Jesus as my savior, right. and I now I'm recognizing the importance of community. But I don't know how to get back into a get place married, that they're really family. Me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think one of the one of the keys to remember is that. It wasn't the church that hurt you. It wasn't, it, it was people in the church. Your, your pain is associated to a person's actions. Yeah. And that person. Or lack of. Or lack of. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. That's or good. inaction. Good. Yeah. Um, and, and that person just has a brokenness that you don't know about. It's hard. Have a nice day. So what about, so what about the, I get that, but I still do associate the pain. Sure with the, the institution. Even the theology of the church, because it could not, yeah. it could not could just be absolutely the, right. be the theology. theology was yeah. telling yeah. you that, you know, something about you is bad, right? We have a lot of people from pretty extreme, almost cult-like churches, yeah. you know, and they've gone through, we're like, Absolutely. We, we have a number of people where we're like, because a lot of times our advice is, is similar to that, but it's weird when you get to this place of, oh, no, they were bad. Yeah. That yeah. was actually like. They sat me in a room and they berated me because of the shoes I wore. Dude, some of the stories we hear, I'm genuinely appalled. It's shocking. Oh, no, these are re Yeah, it was targeted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is shocking. So then what? Like, how does someone practically, even if they know full well, you're right, these are people, but I just, I get, I feel anxiety when I walk into a church. Sure. There wasn't right. even the yeah. church that hurt me. Yeah. I just like immediately. What do we? What would you say as a pastor? How would you lead somebody through that? That'd be a journey. I think number one, I I would appreciate them and applaud them for having the guts to tell me. You know, as a whether it be as a friend or as a pastor at another church. Um, I think for me, when it comes to pain, or it's something that's it usually pain can will subside. It'll or it'll scar over or whatever, what have you. You'll push it down. And it usually leads to something else, like resentment or uh, yeah. stuff. Those feelings, yeah, I got yeah, it. yeah. So, and so, <laughs> also feel I think, directed. and go back to that church. I think practically, I'd tell them like number one, identify the pain, like identify what, name it. Uh, yeah, name it. Yeah, like you've talked it. about, name it, and, and then, then claim it. Mm, no, that's, yeah, that's what hurt me. I'm back. And then shame <laughs> it. I'm right back where I was. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> name it, claim it, and shame it. I like that. <laughs> so, um, I think the idea of with anything in life, when there's whether it be familial or with your workplace uh, or with church, um, the idea is like number one: why are you 
think about the why they're even asking you is they're seeking community. They want to get closer to God, um, feel more a part of and involved in, in serving, what have you, whatever their reasons. Mm -hmm. To hold on to that, but really focus on, you know, understanding why they felt the pain, why they're still holding on to it, so they can learn about themselves. Because a lot of people go back into church and go, oh, I'll focus on, I want to serve, I want to serve in children's, or I want to serve in, in, in tech booth, or whatever. And they don't attend to it. Mm -hmm. And then that stuff comes back up because as it's human nature. If you haven't attended to previous hurts, your yeah. self-defense is going to start looking for those, you know, the same it's, triggers. It's that one pers of the that things, person's already walked away. It's Go one ahead. of the things that I yeah. feel that yeah. we do pretty well is when somebody comes and, they, and, they're, and they're new to the body here is we, we do well at, hey, take some time to heal before you plug in and start serving sure. again. Yeah. Um, because that it, it will only perpetuate the hurt that's already there. Did you guys know that in town here, there is a counseling center with five therapists on staff that mm -hmm. only do church hurt, spiritual trauma. Like literally, that's, that's their crazy. entire that's their entire business. Is it at five? Where is it? No, it's it's so I forgot the name of it. Uh, Lisa told me about it. I go five therapists mm -hmm. dedicated to working towards people getting healing from church hurt, yeah. and I think that's the I say that to say. Church hurt is a really broad statement these yeah. days because now it's like, man, we're talking about like legit trauma. You know what I mean? Sure. Like going from like, like they messed you up as a human yeah. being. That's causing the turmoil. To yeah. I left and no one called. Like that's the, the that's spectrum. literally yeah. like it's, it spans that. Right. And some of the church hurt is a little bit of like, hey, there's a little bit of the, a you here. Right. And some, and some of it's like, none of this is your fault. This is really bad. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of think how to give someone advice for this because the depth of it is very different because there are people we've met and I'm like, I don't know if that was the church's fault. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like you didn't engage and you, you basically were mad that they didn't engage. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, I feel there's some culpability on both sides there. Right. I went to a church of 3,000. I left knowing called me. And I'm like, okay. But I was a part of a small group. I got, okay, now I feel like that does. But did you call them? No. So there's that range or they worked me to death and they never thanked me, right? I served a lot. And we saw that in the Hillsong mm, yeah. thing where the volunteers were just being run into the ground. Yeah, that was different. And weren't appreciated. So oh, it wow. is this wide spectrum of church hurt and I, I think it's I don't think there's a simple answer that's the hard part no but yeah. I think there's I think you're right there's validity uh from external sources as well as from self almost always whether it's not you know it was traumatic and there was horrible things shocking things that happened um you know there's still there is always a percentage there's always a portion of self that is involved whether you stuck around or you didn't talk to anyone about it and you're waiting 10 years later to actually come to a pastor and ask about it so, um, you're, yeah, it is I've broad. I've heard of some other ones too, like the pastor left. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. church hurt. Like I got saved there, right? That's so I had my family there, everything. And then when that pastor left, I stopped going to church. Mm. Well, the one that happened multiple times in, in my years, like coming up in ministry was that the pastor had a moral failure. Mm. Right. And, right. and I, I have friends who currently are like, I'm not going back to church. And I'm like, first of all, that was 25 years ago. Right. But the pastor that they looked up to, that they loved, yeah. cheated on their spouse. Yeah. And they're like, God's not, like, God's not in this, or God's not even real. It, it right. shakes their faith. And that's, that's an interesting conversation because I do hate that a lot of times, like if you could be, if you're just cold and calculating, 
you go, that guy does not represent God, even though he, he does in your mind and he does because he's, he's clergy. Right. But just because he's a Christian doesn't mean that that's how God is. And People have free will to do horrible things. And it's so difficult, too, because it, in one sense, you're heartbroken for them. But in another mm. sense, you just kind of want to shake him and go, don't you realize what you're doing? Yeah. You're walking away from something amazing because of something that he you're, did. You're only hurting yourself. That's yeah. bitterness most of the time. Like that some, person that you're bitter against, that's not a, no skin off their back. Right. You're hurting yourself. And that's uh, like a little PTSD though, right? So if they, yeah. Because the church hurt is usually mixed in with they also made me feel good at one point, right? I felt connected to God. Mm -hmm. I felt a part of a community. And so you have this inner mixing, and then the hurt goes in there. So it's not this simple like, oh, they were a jerk, and I walked away. They're like, no, it started with I felt so loved. Yeah, they And then they hurt me. And they're like, oh, man, that association is. So when I'm around you or at your church and I feel loved, I'm waiting yeah. For when I'm going to be hurt. There, there is yeah. a lot of that. There's a lot of people yeah. that we have that are like, I feel connected and I love it here. Waiting for the shoe to drop. Waiting yeah. for that shoe to drop. And that is, I don't know. I do not know how to get over that. And I don't know. Most of the time I'm just like, I, I think it's just time. Yeah. yeah I think is, you just, you just little by little, you keep trusting. Yeah. I don't think there's an easy solution to that at all. I think like what you said, counseling, I do still think that, you know, take, take an inventory, write it down. What, what specifically is the hurt and you know, how is that? And in doing that, in that process, it opens up things like patterns in your life and Mm -hmm. how I've responded to other things. And, and it's just, and I do think personally, you can dive into the word. You don't have to be in church. You can, you can pray to God's always listening and always available. So in that process of just giving it time, there's a lot you can do for yourself um, that's before. actually good. Don't just cut off because you know you need community, but you're not ready for that yet. Right. Don't cut off from God. Like, right. Be as close to God as possible. Let him lead you through that. That's, that's what your spirit advice. is actually seeking. That's very you know? good. And the yeah. people yeah. we've seen kind of come through church hurt anecdotally from our experience, it's usually a friend has invited them or they got involved in something and it went slow. Right. Yeah. So they just kind of slowly. And then it brought up different conversations and it started. And then they started revealing like, well, the last church I was at, this happened. What do you think about that? So you kind of just walk it out. It becomes really important for us as pastors to be very consistent. That's right? funny. When I was thinking through this question, because I first heard it, and then I was, I've been thinking through it for a while, the main thing I thought was this helps me be more attentive and should help us be more attentive on how we work with people, mm-hmm. knowing that – and I'm not saying we need to walk on eggshells or we need to be people that we aren't. We're genuine. Mm-hmm. But there is a piece of like, I'm more mindful after mm-hmm. thinking through this of how I treat people, how, because sometimes I, and I've noticed it, like if we're in a rush to a meeting or something and we're like, oh, we got to go. And somebody wants to stop and talk to us. It's, it's pretty easy. And I've seen this done a lot from other places where it's like, hey, we'll talk later. I got, I got to go. Like something's more important than you. That could be a dagger to someone's heart. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so being able to stop and this is the lesson from Jesus, like how many things happened when he was on the way somewhere else, that concept, I go, yeah, that's, I'm a pastor, which means it's on the way to the stuff where a lot of ministry is done. So I need to be able to be late for some meetings. I need to be able to stop my plans Hmm. to do what God's called me to do, which has helped me even thinking through this of being like, oh, it's a good reminder of like, what we do. That's, that's yeah. a really important part of like being led by the spirit. Cause you often are in moments where it's not this person or nothing. It's this person or this person. 
Absolutely. Right? It's yeah. like I have, there are two people yeah. in need right now in this moment, yeah. and you're having to make some decisions. And that really is where the spirit-led part of it is important because yeah. you're like, okay, this person actually can wait. They'll be okay. You yeah, know? And a, because a lot of times the meetings that we're going to or the other person that we're going to meet with, we have enough relational equity with them, and they understand our role. Hopefully. And, yeah. and we can mo- most of the time, like not always, yeah. but most of the time, you know, especially like on a Sunday morning, we're, we're rushing off from ministering to people that need us to come talk about doing ministry in other areas. I know. It is funny. Sometimes and, when you break it down, yeah. it's kind of funny to think like I, I'm rushing to a meeting to talk about doing ministry, but there's ministry right in front of me. Yeah. I feel like I should be lighting but, another cigar. I mean, it should it, be. I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for lunch. Yeah. I, I had a friend uh, from our church, some one of our leaders, great person, serves everything, and they walked in on Sunday, and I was writing my sermon for the next week. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you got 15, 20 minutes? And in that place, I'm like, you know, actually, this would be better to be had at a different time right now. Because they're, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for interrupting. I'm like, no, no, that's not it. I go, I'll, I'll be more attentive. Like, this is like a bad spot. I said, I'm available to you. You have my number. Let's hang out this week unless it needs to be. He's like, no, it doesn't need to be decided right now. Yeah. Uh, so there is this moment where I'm also realizing you get mature and you're like, yeah, this doesn't need to happen. Absolutely. Like a lot, everything doesn't need to happen this minute. But you uh, communicated it well. Yeah. I think that's the important part. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, yeah, he, he said, didn't. no, come back. Yeah. I think sometimes too, people need to be sensitive. Um, Stephanie and I, and by the way, that person listens to this podcast, so you know who you are. Stephanie and I learned you, you this. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. You know I love you. Uh, Steph and I learned this. Um, she, the way that you communicate to somebody, like you have to make sure you're communicating it in a time frame or in a, in a manner where you're going to be able to receive the expectations that you want, where your expectations are going to be fulfilled. Joe was sensitive enough to recognize that, hey, I won't, I won't be able to respond to this the way you want to here in this time frame, in this moment. This is better served somewhere else. So Steph and I learned this in communication in our own marriage. She would text me something or, or tell me something when I didn't have time to celebrate it with her. Oh, yeah. And so that, I think that the importance of either being able to feel that person's pain or celebrate with him, whichever one, like knowing that you're in the right spot to be able to do that is important. Yeah. In all fairness, uh, Stephanie said, you say that all the time. That's true. That's true. I don't have time to celebrate this. You're just sitting eating cereal. Yeah, you're watching football. <laughs> that's, that's football it. and cereal. Whose oh, sermon is that? That's true. That's true. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. I think the I, – I think the – it's so weird because I'm like part of me goes absolutely because you have to care for yourself and know your limits and all that kind of stuff too. And the other part is like, but we really are called to be very available – often but there is that and it we we fall on it so often but there is a you follow the holy spirit as much and often as possible <laughs> lighter yeah that was uh, so it's good all right what's the uh, what's another winger zinger winger zinger, <laughs> winger, zinger. hey winger. no you no one still like that you didn't like it oh or trademarked let's see um A lot of, a lot, almost all of these are longer conversations. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, I'm lighting another cigar. Do one, big one more and we'll, we'll yeah. wrap up on one more. We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up as soon as Can I we only it. use Jesus' words and not the rest of the Bible? Oh, my gosh. I'm Joe. 
Oh, sorry. right. No, that's that's that that's what I'm correct. saying. They're, these are no, but this is good. I I'm debating on. So I have gone down. I told Ashley this two nights ago. I I've gone down this interesting rabbit trail uh, of atheists who. So there is a guy named. That is the it's something's great. amazing with that lighter. That's crazy, and you're like gonna burn the microphone. Yeah, and if you turn it down, it won't light. Really. Uh, I barely turned it down. That stinks, man. Uh, so Bart, Bart Ehrman is his name. Have you guys heard of him? Right now, he is kind of the leading New Testament scholar who is not a Christian. And he has, I mean... Which, by the way, is Duke, Yale, and Harvard. You don't yes. typically have Christians in their New Testament program. Yeah, he is a... The guy is brilliant... I, uh, it's, I can't believe you're trying to talk because nobody's listening to you. They're watching this. <laughs> it's distracting. They are watching this. It's fun, though. Uh, it is. I kind of like it. Uh, it's Fourth of July. He, it's lit. I don't know what, what's going yeah, it's, on. It was the longest light. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Not. Well, I mean, maybe drag from it. This makes the worst content I've ever seen. I don't like it. Watching this guy light a cigar. Uh, is he lighting it, though? <laughs> Watching this guy not light a cigar is terrible. Oh, gosh. Next near the beer. Oh, is that how you light a cigar? Oh, my gosh. I apologize. Uh, so this guy has uh, – he wrote a book that contradicts another thing that he said. That's, it's very interesting. So, But he is a uh, theologian, I would actually call him, a uh, scholar. And he has said, and we've known this for a long time, he's like, we can't trust – that Jesus actually spoke these words. We have evidence that he has spoken some of them. There's others that have been changed over time. So what we have is not actually that accurate. And he does a fantastic job. He has turned a lot of people away from the Lord. It's actually frightening. Um, some of which he has said has been debunked, but it sent me down this rabbit trail of a ton of other people talking about this because I was interested in, can we trust the Bible. Can we trust Jesus's words and can we trust scripture? So on this, that when, when you first read it, I thought like, interesting, because my, my knee-jerk reaction is Jesus's words are all you need, but then I'm like, there's so much other theology and doctrine built in to the rest of scripture. And then I go like, but if we're saying we're only looking at Jesus's words, and then somebody else is saying Jesus's words aren't even valid because we don't know if they're his... That creates this whole chaos of doubt. Mm. And so, uh, I guess, I don't know. What do you get? Have you heard that argument before? Have you? You're probably sure. the highest educated biblically. Yeah. There are a lot of people that would use that. Mm -hmm. uh, more along the lines of when you're trying to make a point. So, if Jesus doesn't address homosexuality, uh, then homosexuality is not an issue. Sure, yeah, the argument of si from silence. Yeah, so it's so if it doesn't. So, and I'm just going with their other topics. Whatever Jesus hasn't addressed, yeah. right? It's called you said the argument from silence. People so they'll use it. Well, then only Jesus's words are valid, uh, and so that would be the reason they do it. The challenge would be um, is that Jesus validates the Old Testament, meaning it doesn't exactly. have to be the Son of God Himself for it to be the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since Jesus then validates other people being led by the Holy Spirit. That means that's possible, right? And so then the, you're challenging the canonization process. Are these people right. being led by God? And yep. so they have their structure for what makes something part of the canon or not. But yes. the concept that it's not Jesus speaking, Jesus himself would say, that's okay. It doesn't have to be me 
to be from God. Mm -hmm. Is that the, part of the reason for the requirements of the canonization? It was, is, is, am I, isn't one of the requirements for canonization they had to have seen Jesus? Right. They, right? The person who's writing it down is a direct eyewitness. So like spoke with Jesus, whatever it might be. So Paul, has, his is the encounter on the road to Damascus. Uh, Mark is the words of Peter. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, Luke is, he is capturing the words. That's why his sounds a lot like Matthew's. So he's using Matthew's words. It's a combination of Matthew and Luke's words. So yes, that's, that's the idea of it in the epistles. So you have to be a, a direct eyewitness because that's kind of the idea they're going through is that I saw this, right? As opposed yeah. to I heard this. Right. Uh, that's, one, that's just one of them. But so, yeah, so I could see why someone would say that. It makes sense like when you hear it initially, except for Jesus himself would refute it by saying it doesn't make it from God if it's only from me right. by the, his affirmation of the Old Testament. I think it gets dicey when the argument then turns to, but I don't believe in the validity of any of it. Right, because mm. then you're going down, now you're just going through the whole thing, yeah. right? So now right. it's like... Yeah. That's a different yeah, that's a different. Right, it, it really right. is, yeah. And, and, the, and the other part of that is where he's, I'm sure a bunch of what he said is debunked because many of us have done extensive research on on Jesus and his words and looking at outside historians, like tons of this stuff. People are trying to compare the Bible only to itself, but really when you're looking for the validity of scripture, you're comparing it to other sources. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you're trying to support the Bible, yeah. you're putting it up against other ancient texts and you're trying to say, yeah. you're really saying, can I believe it as much as I believe that Homer's Iliad wrote it? Or Which nothing, so Homer's Iliad has 10 to 12 copies and manuscripts that we have. So we compare them together and we say, okay, so all the different ones, with the all the of different Plato, mistakes. The writings of Aristotle from the same era. They, they all have roughly 10 to 15, right. whereas then you have Scripture, which has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of copies that we're able to compare. We do not, because here's the, the, the truth so that I think has really Right now, hurt. between the Coptic, the Latin, the Greek, and the Aramaic, there's almost 24,000 copies right. of the New Testament. And so what... Ancient copies. What, yeah. what uh, one of the arguments I heard, which was so frustrating, was... Well, since we don't have an original copy, we don't have the original manuscript. That's the King James scripture, Version argument. Scripture right. is invalidated, right. and right. The, the, the frustration is, but, but we've compared 10,000 copies, and it's pretty easy. It's like, well, yeah, but there's contradictions in all of them because scribes make mistakes, and there's misinterpretation. Sure, but when you compare 10,000 manuscripts, you take that sentence that was used in the Greek, let's say, and you compare all of those you can very easily say, here's the original. We know this is the original because the right. mistakes That's are here and we see it. And it's frustrating because you, a lot of the arguments that I hear are so surface level. There are some that I feel like do start to get to the heart of the issue that are interesting because there are things there, you know, there's something like, I forget the guy that did it. There's something like 30,000, 80,000, whatever is contradictions and mistakes in scripture. And you go, yeah. Most of those are so minor, and we know it was literally like he left out this, this little, uh, a little mark. Yeah. They left that out on three of them, so, that, so now you're saying that's a mistake across the board, but yeah. none of the rest of them had that mistake. And that mistake was literally a grammatical error that doesn't change the, the body mm. of the text whatsoever. Yep. But on the surface, you go, oh my gosh, there's so many mistakes. So it, it, to me, it's been, a, it's been a, an interesting, fun journey over the past few months. Yep. Of, again, it, it is solidifying my faith uh, all the more because yeah. it's stuff that I'm like very clearly 
you say what you want. You can believe in God or not, but this can be trusted. I can trust yeah. that this is a genuine article. Actually, brings a question to me that I've had arguments: is is faith a cop out? Like saying you have faith or you believe in this being a cop out versus knowledge. Interesting. The so yeah. What do you mean by that? I want to. Can you unpack that? Uh, a little? Well, just in, in talking with friends who aren't Christians, like how do you have? How can you trust it? And that trust, and I'm saying, yeah, it's, that's why we say that I have faith in this. I have faith in this yeah. this God, this Creator, in the Word, in the Spirit in me and i think most oftentimes personal testimony experience has has proved to be the most valid in those situations when i'm talking with peers yeah and but sometimes it would come up like yeah well saying you have just have faith and you trust it is kind of a cop-out but every single person like, in the world is not eliminating faith from their life they're reducing it yep right mm -hmm. so they're just they're shortening the leap like Faith in the idea that you people get up and think I'm going to be alive tomorrow, right? Yeah. So because they think well, I'm a healthy person, yeah. you just you're going through all the reasons why you'll be alive tomorrow. Yep. Every time you sit no in guarantee. a chair, you're having faith that that thing's going to hold you up. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you're just reducing the leap, and I think yeah. which I think those are so yeah. the argument. I'm 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 only doing this because I've because you're contrary again been binging this stuff eight. for so long because I'm an eight. Uh, but I think they're interesting, and I it the. Those arguments have helped me get to a solid foundation. Totally. Because yeah. everything that was just used is like, yeah, sure. Those are very small. Like if the chair holds me up, if my faith in that chair. Right. You're saying, oh, there, so I should have faith in God because of chairs holding a, me up. That's such a right. bigger sure. leap sure. that is like you're, you're telling me to devote my life to something I can't see, touch, taste, or feel. Uh, and like that's way different than, oh, the chair did break. Right. If I'm putting my faith in something that isn't real, that's a life shift that is negative for me. Whereas this chair broke, who gives a rip? I'll get right. up. Well, and that's, um, the, and that's the process. So the process yeah. is the process is gathering evidence for why you can trust something, right? So it's yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not a matter. They're not they're not opposed to each other. Every person's doing that. You're just trying to reduce. So even if you're an atheist, right, yeah. you're looking for evidence yeah. to why you should believe there's nothing and no God. Mm -hmm. And then you make a leap mm -hmm. because you're not proving the non-existence of right. God. You're not proving right. what right. happens when you die. And so everybody's making, every human is making a faith leap, and they're doing it by gathering evidence. And so usually when we're talking about the reliability of the New Testament, we're still gathering evidence, and then you make a leap, mm -hmm. right? So it's not the absence of it's not like faith versus evidence. It's like, no, I'm gathering evidence, and I'm, then I make a leap from there. And everybody's doing that. And so then you're starting to say you're questioning sources. Even when uh, we talked about, like, the, uh, the inerrancy, right, the contradictions, they did a text criticism of those texts, and it came back 90.5% accurate. So even there's 30,000 mistakes amongst 24,000 manuscripts. Yeah. Uh, they're minute and none of any theological significance. Like, they did that. Like, yeah. they'd say, like, it's not— uh, whether it was the Reed Sea or the Red Sea, right? Mm -hmm. that, was, exactly. that was one of right. them, yeah. right. you know, and they're massively different sizes. So you might be like, oh, that was a bigger yeah. deal or not. And then you would, you would, context clues would tell you, well, Egypt was, our army was swallowed up. So it sounds Had more like, enough. Yeah. it sounds more like a mistake yeah. on the concept of the two seas. The newest one I heard that I thought was so interesting was Jesus's, uh, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich person into the kingdom of heaven. Right. Uh, they actually think it may have, it may actually read, and the quote may be, it's easier for a cable to go through the eye of a needle, like a ship's rope to get through the eye of a needle. And if you actually take everything in context, because I've heard, I've heard it preached many times, like, oh, no, there was a gate 
that was a really the small man gate that it, the camel had to get down on its knees and crawl yeah, through. Take everything and so, off. Yeah. Super Fruits interesting. And oh, wow. uh, yeah. a lot of scholars are now saying that's not true. In fact, the that that name, Eye of a Needle, for the gate that was in the wall that you say it is, was not a term used in Jesus' day. He would not have been able to reference why they, that. Why did they pick a cable? Because the Greek, I'm sure the Greek for cable and camel aren't similar, but in English They are. They're crazy similar. Uh, it's, really? It's one mark. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was shocked, too. It was super interesting. Like a tilde or a... Yeah, whatever that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a, it's a very... But then there's... They, there's, what I'm saying is there's, a, there's still a ton of debate, and it's a fairly newer, within the, probably the last 50 years, conversation about that. Right. Uh, and when different things were referenced, and they've been going back. And here's what's funny, because through all of those conversations, I'm like, but the analogy's the same. Yeah. Right? Jesus is saying it's virtually impossible. And remember, the parable before is all about how it's impossible for a rich person to get to hit. Like, he's using an analogy, whether we understand it or not, of how difficult it is because of what riches and wealth do to someone, he's, he's really tying that together. There's no yeah. way around it, whether you're talking cable, camel, whatever. And so it's interesting because while that might be a conversation and somebody might use that as, see, you can't trust the Bible, I'm like, well, the concept it's is the right same. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's still there. And it's not changing. Yeah. 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 Well, good. we've solved nothing. But we've had a good time. Always. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us on You Won't Hate It. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Brian. Oh, I gotta stop every time! Mm -hmm.